welcome back to Haven of Horror. I'm Subject879 doing another solo video, and I thought it might be interesting since it's the end of 2021 to do a top five best and top five worst horror films of the year that I personally saw. Uh, I've made both lists on Letterboxd. You can check me out there. My name is the same, same Subject879. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get started with number five on my worst list, which unfortunately is Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, I had quite a lot of anticipation for this movie. The trailers looked a little rough, but I don't take trailers as a measure of quality personally, because I've seen some pretty good movies that just had bad trailers. I'm a big fan of the Resident Evil video game franchise. I like even some of the bad ones like Five. So I've been waiting to see them do an adaptation properly after the, you know, the nonsense of the Anderson films. However, this just not, was not it, unfortunately. There's some questionable changes to the source material that I think harms characters. Um, my personal favorite character, Leon Kennedy, is just a bumbling idiot in this movie, which really is unfortunate because he's a really cool character in the games. And they tried to squeeze too much into a movie that's not even two hours by combining the first two games. So neither plot or characters in either plot have room to breathe. However, I do want to give it props for some really cool set design that accurately recreates the areas from the first two games, like the RP, RPD and the Spencer Mansion. And I really liked Kaya Scaderio. I probably butchered her name as Claire. If this does get a sequel and they go the Code Veronica route, that's what I would like to see. We'll probably do a full video on that movie at some point. So I'm going to keep these brief as there's a lot to go through. But overall, to me personally, Resident Evil Raccoon City was a big disappointment. However, there is potential there if they do get a sequel, but personally, I would rather see them reboot again in a few years, hopefully not with Sony Pictures at the helm, because Sony doesn't have the best track record. It is what it is, you know? All right, on to number five on my best of list is Psycho Gorman. Now, technically, this movie came out last year. However, it did not hit place until this year. Uh, it came out on Shudder in, uh, in 2021. So I count it as a 2021 film. For anyone who does not know, this is a science fiction action horror comedy. That's a mouthful. About uh, a couple of young siblings who discover an extraterrestrial overlord named Psycho Gorman. Basically, it's what if E.T. was a murdering bastard, and it's awesome. If you love horror, if you love comedy, if you love gore and just goofy movies like I do, I would highly recommend uh, Psycho Gorman, as it is quite a bit of fun. We did review that uh, on the channel, so I will put a um, little card up at the top that you should be able to click and see the uh, to check out the review there. Now, um, on to going back to my worst of list, uh, is Candyman. 
the 2021 uh, pseudo reboot Halloween 2018 version version of the Candyman franchise, which I did a review. It's not a great review, but it is what it is. I thought it was just very poorly written. The acting was fine. However, I think that the take just doesn't feel like the same Candyman to me. Uh, and there's really questionable choices to try to make it seem more uh, intelligent and about current events than it actually is. And I've just, I've come to realize I don't like that actor that plays the new Candyman, unfortunately. Uh, for anyone who is not aware, Candy, the new Candyman movie is written by Jordan Peele. I've only seen two of his movies, Us and this one. I was not too enthusiastic about either one. So I'm beginning to think that Jordan Peele might be the problem, but feel free to let me know in the comments below what you thought of this movie. But yeah, overall, was not too happy with it. However, I do want to give a shout out, I remember, to Nia DaCosta for having a really good sense of atmosphere and dread, even if I wasn't enjoying the, the, uh, the even if I wasn't enjoying the script, I could enjoy certain things in the directing. So that's always nice to see and to experience. Now, for back to the best of list, I figured this would be the best way to do it, alternating back and forth. Um, and we'll make, we might make this a yearly thing. So any, any suggestions for improvements would be much appreciated. Number four is Last Night in Soho, another film that I do want to do a whole video on at some point. So I will keep it brief. Um, however, I really enjoyed this movie. It is one of Edgar Wright's weakest movies, but it, I was told by a friend of mine that he wrote this as if he was writing a Stephen King adaptation and it shows. And my personal favorite, um, author is Stephen King. So I was really excited for this movie and it, for me personally, lived up to the hype. Uh, the ending is a little weak, I think, but the character stuff in that is really good. The horror itself is not the best, uh, but Edgar Wright really gets the character stuff down, which to me is the most important part of a horror movie, because I can't be scared or upset if something happens to a character I don't care about. Now, obviously, I wish the horror stuff was better. If that was better, I would say this is a contender for best horror film of the year. Alas... That stuff drags it down, so it ends on the number four spot on my list. All right, before we get to number three on my list, I have to admit, I was questioning putting it on here because it is a direct-to-DVD thing, but I did watch it. It is a horror movie, and it is what it is, you know. Uh, my number three is Dawn of the Beast. It is one of those, like, crap things you find on Amazon Prime, directed by Bruce Wimble. It's... You can you can guess what it is from the title. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it. Just don't, <laughs> you know, just just don't. Um, for number three on my best of list, I'm just gonna do two and three together. Two and three are Fear Streets Part One and Two. Uh, I really enjoyed these uh, first two parts. Part two is very much a tribute to Friday the Thirteenth and the old '70s and '80s slasher film which is my very much my thing. And you know, actually, the more I think about it, I have these backwards. Part one, which is 1994, would be my number three. It is very much a 
tribute to the 90s slasher scream and things like that that are more meta and self-aware whereas part two which is my number two is a throwback to friday the 13th and things like that like i mentioned overall the first two parts of the trilogy really impressed me and i really enjoyed them for what they were unfortunately part three disappointed me to for the most part so it did not make my best of list but i would still recommend watching it if you watch the first two just so you can get that conclusion because not everything in three is bad but it was a notable step down from the first two in my opinion my number two on my worst of list is another one of those that i debated adding but i did watch it it is a horror film it is bingo hell directed by gigi saul guerrero probably butchered that pronunciation as well uh richard brake tries every to do everything he can to save this movie but it's just nonsense and it's not the fun kind of nonsense it's just what is happening uh, i believe this is one of those like direct dvd blumhouse films i overall like blumhouse but stuff like this i tend to try to avoid but sometimes you just can't avoid it when a friend makes you watch it you know Overall, I cannot recommend Bingo Hell unless you're just watching it with a bunch of friends, you know, getting wasted, all that good stuff. Um, now, for the moment that I'm sure anyone watching this video is waiting for, all three of you, um, Midnight Mass is my number one. I know it is not technically a movie, however, it is a horror thing, and it's on Letterboxd, so I'm counting it. Uh, I won't go into spoilers, but Mike Flanagan, I think, is one of the best directing best horror directors in Hollywood right now and this is might be his finest work uh, I'm not too sure yet I need to go through some of his other stuff but this is the best adaptation of Stephen King that Stephen King never wrote if you like horror that is critiquing religion if you like Stephen King or if you just like Mike Flanagan, do yourself a favor and watch this. Yes, it is an eight-hour miniseries, but it requires that runtime to fully tell the story, I think. Uh, wonderful performances from everyone involved. Uh, wonderful direction, a wonderful script with maybe a few issues here and there, but I think this is so good that you're not even going to notice the issues. That's just me personally, though. Not to end on a dour note. But my worst movie of the year of 20, Michael Chaves. I'm pretty sure that he's the one who directed, like, The Curse of La Llorona. Now, I personally have no investment in the Conjuring shared universe. Uh, they're not my type of horror, but I figured I would watch this one since it came out on HBO Max. It was one of the first movies to do so. And I thought it was just boring. Uh, it's just taking from movies that are better than itself than it, than it is. Nonsensical at times, considering it's trying to be... You know a true story and maybe the first two are better i do want to go back and try to give those a shot at some point but who knows maybe maybe those will be just as bad in my personal opinion of course well that is all i have for today those are my five best and five worst horror films of 2021 what did you guys think was the best and worst of 2021 when it comes to horror Feel free to leave me a comment below 